arriving in U.S. mail from St. Louis in the original de Havilland DH-4 biplane and 10 bulky gunny sacks are the combined audiobook renditions and supplemental background information as presented in podcast form by moi, me, Robert P. Fitton. Good evening to one and all, wherever in the galaxy you make your home. In this episode, broadcast from the 46-foot-high control tower at Storybook Junction, I have an announcement. I want to talk about my books. Hey, 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 I know, I know. In the past, I've carpet-bombed this podcast with snippets and dribblets of audiobooks, and that's really wonderful, Bob, right, right. Hogs up the hard drive. It does hog up the hard drive. Too much material for a meager broadcast. Now, look, I have over 50 books. And I probably should talk about what you think. Let's bring the fitting on the air spinning wheel into the control tower. Hannah will haul it out here. Okay, let the thing spin and we'll stop at a book at random. Unless I don't like it, of course. But I like all my books, even the free ones from way back. I don't have Vanna White, but I do have Miss Hannah Blight. Hannah, would you spin the fitting on the air spinning wheel? How about please? Okay, please. Pretty please, with horseradish on it. Hannah, of course, is a cursor to nurse Mildred Ratchet. Hannah can bench press 600 pounds of cheese puffs in a single bound. Okay, here we go. Round and round and round overall. Then our books. All those years of stories written on the East Coast, the West Coast, in longhand and shorthand, in pencil and pen, flare and marker. With manual and electric typewriters, IBM XT's CompuServe, HP and Dell. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Where did it land? Oh, well, the book is I Have Seen the Future. You've changed it from 1939. I like 1939 better. Okay, Hannah, you can go back to wherever it is you came from. Get out of here. Come on. Sorry about that. Good help is hard to find. Okay. 1939 slash I have seen the future. I'm going to follow the humanity viewpoint here. I could talk about straight technology, and perhaps I will at another time. When I say humanity, I'm talking about how we treat each other. Better called the dignity of man. The future postulated in the book is horrible, basically because humans are not in charge. It's the seraph who dominates several versions later of the internet, and thus everyone on the planet. Control and domination of groups of people is nothing new in the history of planet Earth. So I don't think I'm stretching the speculation with this storyline. There's a look into the distant future, too, and it's not too pretty with humans retreating across the solar system from the Seraph. Andy Reese. Andy Reese is not goody two-shoes. Andy Reese is not some genius who figures it all out and what's happened to the human race. It is this natural evolution of technology, the technology revolution as positive at the 1939 World's Fair in New York City. It can go either way, boys and girls. I'm just sending up warning flares to what it could be. The evolution of artificial intelligence to become more powerful than humans would not have happened spontaneously. And that's true of any evolving technology. I would ask, what technology today has evolved where there is an element of control of our everyday lives? 
Just television is an example of luring humans into the virtual two-dimensional world, which is fine as long as the viewer is able to bounce back to his or her real world. And what about the metaverse? Don't even think about it, or maybe you should think about it. Think about what it would be like just being in that total world. It may sound good. What about phones? Wow, I'm checking my email. I'm skipping over what I might want to watch and to listen to something through the portal of my phone. So what's wrong with that thing, you may ask? Nothing. Unless the technology has diminished my so-called humanity, right? And what about FaceTime? That's a good choice because you're checking in and making contact. If I was constantly in the middle of a perpetual video game, some of them involving killing other humans, it would not be a good thing. So who am I to pontificate? Again, I'm just sending up flares, not thinking. Think. Aside from all my technological castigation, look, in the end, letting technology totally control your life is self-destructive despite the lure. But here's what to keep in mind when Andy is back in time at the New York World's Fair in 1939. Look at all the futuristic pavilions, the inventions, the dazzling presentations, all geared toward the future. The freeways constructed in the General Motors Futurama, Electro the Robot, RCA Television Broadcasting, FDR. Everything after enduring most of the Great Depression is geared toward progress. Progress is good, but the character Dr. Herman Geiger is the primary force of caution. And Lucy Appel, the young woman, exceedingly bright, encounters reality. I won't get into the aliens in this book, but I will say they are like the old Microsoft DOS, unforgiving and only capable of their own programming and limitations. So I'll end this podcast before I fly out of here by just saying that one word, not thinking, just think. I'm Robert P. Fitton, climbing aboard the plane and flying back to reality. Help me run! All of my books are available in paperback, Kindle, and audio at www.fittenbooks.com. And he is a real nifty factoid. You can listen to all my audiobooks without interruption on audible.com. Just type in Robert P. Fitton. Thank you and good night.